0: And Welcome to episode 136 of the Writing and Marketing Show with author, entrepreneur, Wendy H. Jones. It really is a pleasure to have you join me once again. I love having you join me each week and I am glad you are enjoying the show. Uh, that means a lot to me. So today I'm going to be talking about uh, technology and our dependence on technology as writers today. And there's a reason for that, as I will explain when I get into the main body of the show. But before then, a bit of an update on what I've been doing. My book tour in the States is going extremely well. I've done numerous book signings. Uh, I was in Maryland last week and it was so lovely to um, see some ladies again that I saw the last time I was here three years ago and they set up a couple of events for me one at um a, a mansion uh, which was um a mansion that is from the 18 it was built in 1804 was when it was finished and that was the Poplar Hill mansion uh, it was owned by a doctor and I learned so much history in that and I'm going to give you a little bit of history um about that as well because um I uh was talking to the lady who was uh, curator of Poplar Hill Mansion. And this sort of thing for a writer is, is fascinating. Uh, she was telling me um, that, you know, the they drank tea. It was owned by a doctor, the um, mansion. He had four daughters. Um, and obviously they were well off by the standards of the time. They lived in a mansion. However... um. And he did have his uh, doctor's surgery in the mansion. And I don't think, you know, they weren't rich as we would uh, think of it. But um, at that time, tea was expensive. It used to be imported and uh, the tea leaves uh, were used um, when you had guests and for the best people. And what they did for the rest of the time, they had tea bricks. And I, the tea bricks were something that what they did was they swept up all the odd leaves that dropped on the floor of the, um, of the packing plant, uh, processing plant in uh, India or China. And then they... Um, mixed it with um, bull's urine. I kid you not, they really did mix it with bull urine. Then it was baked into a brick and the bull's urine was so that when it came across on the ships, the mice didn't eat it because um, they they could store it without worrying about putting it in mouse-proof tins. And What they did was they actually scraped, they scratched the side of the tea into the boiling water, this brick into the boiling water, and it became um, tea. Now, that's enough to put you off your cup of tea forever, but I found it fascinating. Um, These are the sorts of stories that writers actually collect, that they store in their brains, because you never know when that sort of thing can actually um, end up in a book. You never know when it might come in useful, a little tidbit like that. And this is why travel is so important to writers. This is why new experiences are so important to writers, because we do learn. We learn all sorts of things as we do it. Um, The other place that I did a book signing in Maryland was in a 17th century inn, sorry, an 18th century inn from the 1700s. And that was amazing. It was called the Washington Inn in Princess Anne. What an amazing, amazing town. Um, And I learned so much history there as well. Uh, And I got to sign books in and in. I mean, what an experience. I I just soak up experiences like that. And you never know when it might come in useful. I mean, when I went to New Orleans, I was doing a lot of things there, and I never knew when they would come in useful, but they all appeared in Killer's Curse. So I would encourage you to travel, guys. I really would. And the book signings in Maryland were amazing. Um, I've done um, a book signing in um, Cincinnati, Chile, which was actually a Chile restaurant. And what an amazing experience. And I sold so many books there. I cannot tell you how many books I sold. It was unbelievable. What a night. Um, and the people were so hospitable. Um, they gave us free drinks. They were looking after us. You know, it was... it was just an all-round great experience. Um, I went to a market again, I sold a lot of books and I'm just meeting so many different people who tell me all about their experiences, who tell me what they do and it's all stored away. I jot them down, I um, keep notes and then it will all appear in a book. And today I took the train up to New York from uh, Suffolk in Virginia and um, well, I think I actually got on the um, train at Newport News but I started out in Suffolk at half past four this morning. And what an experience to be able to write on an Amtrak train. And I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed writing on the train. Uh, to New York. And it's just an experience to be able to do things like that. So, I would encourage you to do things that you can. Tomorrow, I'm off to the New York Public Library to do um, to do some research for my historical book. And I'm very much looking forward to that. I mean, what a place to be doing your research. The New York Public Library. It's, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fabulous to be able to do things like that. So, Um, and I'm going to be doing other things as well. I'm going to a speakeasy tomorrow. Now, speakeasy is not going to appear in most of my books, I wouldn't think, but I'm uh, very much looking forward to that. And I'm going on a gangster tour, which is a two and a half hour walking tour on Thursday. Um, And again, just listening and soaking up the culture. Whether I'm doing it for leisure or whether I'm doing it as a writer, uh, it's, the experience is just one that stretches me um, as a person, stretches me as a writer and makes my brain think in different ways. So guys, if you get a chance to uh, travel, then please do. Um, And I have to say, I'm doing this, I'm recording this in the sitting room of a lovely lady called Patricia Gitt, who is also an author, and she has uh, invited me to stay with her for a few days in New York. And I'm looking out at the lights uh, of New York. Uh, What a place to be recording a podcast. When I started my writing journey, I never thought I would be doing that. Um, Before I get on to today's topic, I would just like to say it's an absolute pleasure to bring you this podcast every week. I do so willingly, and I love doing it. Um, But if you would like to support my time in doing this, because it does take time out of my writing, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones, and you can support me for just $3 a month, which is the price of a tea or coffee per month. And it would let me know that you are uh, grateful and that, you would like me to continue and it would let me know that you enjoy the show and I would appreciate it. It would help me no end. So what of today's show? Well, I'm going to talk to you about technology and our dependence on it as writers. Now, I'm sure you all think that we're not dependent on technology, but we really are. Now, I traveled out here on a plane. On planes now, you can use Wi-Fi. Not that I have ever been successful using Wi-Fi on a train, but I do, on a plane, sorry, but I don't actually want to. That's the one place in the world where I get, you know, however many hours of peace um, and can just read and write and watch television or whatever it is I want to do on the plane. Um, but then I arrived in um, Washington DC and that's where my technological problems started and that's where I realised how dependent I really am on technology. Um, I have had a real struggle since arriving here um, getting On the internet, unless I'm on Wi-Fi, I've had real trouble phoning home, um, which is a problem. Um, I'm not able to phone home every time I try to ring, despite the fact I have an international calling plan. It goes through to an American um, uh, voicemail straight away. Um, and it says, oh, you know, you have so many dollars in your account. If you ring the number now, and I don't want to do that because I don't know what it is. I've been to um, ver- Verizon. I've been to um, uh, T-Mobile. I've been to two different Apple stores, all of whom seem to be able to get to, to work in the store. But the minute I leave, um, it just it goes to pot again. And I am really struggling and I am finding this difficult. I'm finding it difficult not being able to get on the Internet um, and I'm being tied to Wi-Fi. If I'm out and about, I'm not able to do anything. I'm used to being able to work, to be able to answer emails, to be able to uh, update social media, to be able to respond to messages, um, to respond to support. I'm not being able to get, I mean, I have been able to get on a couple of Zoom calls um, just because I happen to be near Wi Fi, but I'm not able to join Zoom meetings. And I, for three weeks, I have almost had withdrawal symptoms. Um, And it made me think of how dependent I am on the internet, how dependent I am on instant access to information, um, how uh, dependent I am on. anything that needs to be plugged in in order to be to run my author business running an author business without um, access to technology is hard and it's got me thinking how you can do that in different ways. Obviously um, I can't send emails home. But if I need to speak to anybody about business matters, if I need to speak to anybody personally, um, it's very difficult for me to do so. And I feel cut off. I really do feel cut off. And I feel extremely frustrated when I see all my American friends um, and co-work, co-authors being able to go on the internet and carry on their business as normal. Now, In this day and age, we all make assumptions. We make assumptions that wherever we are in the world, our business will be able to continue as per normal. Very often, that is not the case. And it is not the case, as I've discovered for the past three weeks. A lot of my business has come to a grinding halt. I run an academy. I've not been able to do um, the coaching call. Um, Actually, I've found that even when I am on Wi-Fi, it's weaker, um, it's not as fast, and things take a lot longer. Now, I appreciate, I'm in America, and America has a, it's a huge country. It is a huge country, and it's not like Britain, where it's easy to run a wire up to somebody's house, and there you go, you're fine. Um, There are a lot more people using the internet. Um, It does go off a lot, um, and I'm not getting at America here. Um, we do have our issues in Britain. But because it's such a big country, it, we get dependent on the speed that we've got in our home country. And then we struggle when we can't do that. Now, I do remember going to Kenya many years ago. I was running a series of um, workshops, uh, nursing workshops then. I was out there teaching at the um, Kenyatta University School of Nursing. And I really struggled then because we had broadband in Britain and they were still on dial-up and it was, it was hard, it was really hard. Um, I've noticed that my internet is so much slower here. As I say, that's because it's different systems. There are a lot more people using it and because there are a lot more people, there are a lot more rural areas where it's difficult to get um, access. Now, my other issue has been that even when I'm out and about, I cannot use my data to get on um, the internet because I've been functioning on 3G or E Nothing above that, not even 4G. I've had a glimmer of 4G about three times. And I'm finding it difficult. I really am finding it difficult. And I wanted to be honest with you on this podcast that everything isn't always rosy, um, that things do uh, get in the way of being able to do what you want to do. Um, because if I can't get on the internet, I can't send emails. I can't respond to emails. A lot more emails come in. Emails are going unanswered. I've got people wondering if um, they're not able to. Um, if I'm not getting uh, their emails, and, and it's not because of that. It's because the email gets buried because it's there's so many hundreds of emails coming in at once. When I do get to the internet, so it's seriously having an impact on my um, business. Um, so. We are dependent on technology in this day, we are living in a global economy, we're living in a global um, existence, we are living the laptop lifestyle but sometimes it can be more difficult than you think um, and it has been hard. Um, to other things about technology, I mean we all know about backing things up, backing things up, backing things up, backing things up um, and we need to do it, we need to do it all the time. But I've had a friend recently whose computer com- computer completely crashed and they lost their entire book. They had it backed up nowhere, nowhere at all, and they just lost it completely. And that is soul-destroying. That really is soul-destroying. And this was a book of over 100,000 words. And, I mean, obviously, we all know what we need to do there. How often do we do it? We need to back up. Now, I back up to the cloud. I have it locally on my computer, but I haven't backed it up on my um, memory stick for some time, and I should do, because God forbid if anything happens to Apple and my computer crashes and the cloud crashes, I don't have any copies anywhere else. So another tip is to email it to yourself. We all know this, but I I am saying to you now, think of ways that you can save yourself heartache if technology goes wrong. Um, Now, I know if our computer packs up, we can always continue um, writing by hand. We can always do that. But eventually, we're going to have to get it typed up. Um, We're so used to using certain websites that if they crash, again, we struggle. Um, When Amazon went down, that was an absolute disaster for a lot of people. Because they were, you know, they might have wanted a book that they needed in a hurry, and um, for research, or they needed it for they need to send presents, and it can be a real struggle. It can be a real struggle when things go down again. We're so used to being always on that we expect everything to be available all the time, and we have no backup plan. We have no backup plan to run our business should the worst happen. Um, You know, what do you do if your um, electricity goes off for days on end, which it did in Scotland several um, months ago? Now, I was lucky my electricity didn't go off, but I had a house full of people because all my relatives decamped to my house. So there were six of us in the house, um, all trying to use the same electricity um, and the same broadband, which wasn't a problem. It all coped, that was not a drama. But things are changing. Prices are going up. Gas and electricity is going up. The cost of running your electronics is going to cost a lot more. And people may need to start looking at what they're doing. I mean, think about it. How much technology do you use to run your business? Well, I'm going to say that I use an iPhone, an iPad, a MacBook Pro, a Mac, an iMac, um, I use Alexa, although I don't really need that, but I will just ask Alexa questions if I have a research question. Um, I have an Apple Watch. Now, again, I don't need the Apple Watch to run my business, but I can dictate into it. I can. Um, so I'm used to that now. I don't even need my phone on me to be able to do that. Um, I can. Um, it, it Can use timers on it, which I do all the time for writing. When I'm writing for writing sprints, I'll just say, Hey, and I won't say what it is, Hey, Apple. You know, it's a different word, but um, I'll say, Hey, set a timer for 10 minutes. And then I'll do a writing sprint for 10 minutes. I use the internet, I use Zoom on a regular basis, and I mean a regular basis. At least um, three times a week. I use it, uh, that's three times a month just for um, writing groups. I then run it on, um, I then use it uh, for various other meetings. Um, I use it uh, to record my podcast when I'm interviewing someone. So that's Zoom. If Zoom goes down, again, I might struggle to do things. Um, I use, I don't know how many different internet sites. I do research using the internet like everybody. You expect everything to be always on. So what systems can we put in place if things start to go south, as they say? I mean, I'm not being funny. With all the electronics we're using, how can we afford to charge them all if they're saying that gas and electricity is going to be at least 500 pounds um, a month? A month. For gas and electricity alone, um, we need to start looking at what we're doing and how we can control things, how we can make things different, how we can make a difference. So guys, for the sake of your, um, sake of your business and your business planning for the next year, because think times are uncertain, I would suggest that you start to look at your use of electronic devices and start to look at where you can make changes how you can make changes because the future is uncertain. in Germany they're going on to um, they may be going on to um, power rationing because of the difficulties with getting gas in and if you're going into power rationing then you need to look at different ways that you can um, keep your business afloat despite um, electronic devices not being available. So, with your business planning, the reason for me doing this talk is to uh, chat to you about, um, is to encourage you, sorry, should I say, to into your business planning to actually build in systems and strategies that you can use should the unthinkable happen and the power go down and you're not able to use um, the internet or use electronic devices. Now, saying that, all of it, I'm getting very good at going to um, the Apple Store. I'm going to have to go back yet again tomorrow. It's impacting on my research time at the New York Public Library, which is frustrating. Um, but I'm hoping against hope that they will be able to sort it out tomorrow at the Genius Bar with Apple because they have been amazing. The Apple uh, support people have been phenomenal and everybody has been so helpful. Everyone in America has done their best to sort this out for me and that is the good part of it. I'm meeting some lovely people. So uh, I'm going to leave you there. I'm going to leave you to get on with um, looking at your business planning should The worst happen and I wish you all the best and I will be back next week with another interview for you so until then keep reading and keep writing and keep enjoying the writing life that brings us to the end of another show it was really good to have you on the show with me today I'm Wendy H. Jones, and you can find me at wendyhjones.com. You can also find me on Patreon, where you can support me for th- uh, as little as $3 a month, which is less than the price of a tea or coffee. You go to patreon.com forward slash H. Jones. I'm also Wendy H. Jones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you found it both useful and interesting. Join me next week when I will have another cracking guest for you. Until then, have a good week and keep writing, keep reading and keep learning.